Hi, my name's Mike DeLong. I'm the pastor of the Vine Church. And if you are listening to this podcast or watching this video presentation, this is our special series on race. At the Vine, we believe that the answer to our current situation is not to draw our battle lines, retreat to our corners, and not say anything to each other at all out of fear of saying the wrong thing. We believe that the answer to our current situation is to actually lean in. It's to have the discussion. It's to actually work through the differences in worldviews. It's to talk it out. Now, look, when we do that, it's going to be messy. I mean, really messy in places. So as you consume this series, which has one-on-one interviews and panel discussions, You'll have to remember to be grace-filled yourself. For there will be messy moments where you will be offended. Because you see, here at the Vine, we have a pretty multicultural congregation. We have many different people from many different backgrounds. It's just a matter of time until I say something or somebody says something that offends you. We live in a culture that's cancel culture based. Anytime we don't hear what we like or don't hear what we value, there's this temptation just to shut it down, cancel it. I'm going to ask you to suspend that for a moment. Offer grace to all that speak in this particular series. And as we work through this together, let's pray collectively that the Spirit of God would open our minds to the worldview of the other, give us perspective and mercy for the other, and that as we move together as a community, we may not fix the world, but we may become a shining example of how we overcome the differences in worldview through these discussions. This is our intent. Now, here's the deal. I can't control how you're going to react to this. The Bible clearly says in Romans chapter 12, it says, it says, do everything within your power to live at peace. As far as it depends on you, do everything to live at peace. Which means know my heart and know the hearts of those who've participated. We want to promote Unity. We want to promote clarity and a biblical worldview. There will be moments when in our brokenness, in our inability to communicate effectively, we'll say things off the cuff that will not be exactly what we hold to be true. But I can't control your reaction. I can only ask you to be mindful, thoughtful, prayerful, and grace-filled as we work through this together. All right, proceed. Love you. Mean it. Okay, welcome back to Pewology. This is our podcast where we let the people in the pews talk about things that are going on in our world. And with me today is a couple of our KPD officers, my good buddy JJ and my new friend Brandon. And so, welcome, guys. Glad that you're here with us. So Thank glad you you're willing us. to take out the time to talk. A Absolutely. Bit. Yeah. Thank you, sir. This is this is what we enjoy. Do you guys um, do you guys live in Kissimmee? 
Yes, I do. Yeah? Yeah, we live in the city. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so you're like, you're community people, you work for the police department. This is one of the perspectives we haven't had yet, so we're really wanting to kind of like get your guys' perspective as as a part of our community. Your families live here. You obviously want what's best for here. Yeah, absolutely. How long have you guys been working for the police department? I've been with the agency for 11 years. Um, Moved here from Jersey in 95. Went to school here, elementary, middle school, high school. You did the whole so run I'm, here. I'm the local. You're a Kissimmee boy. I'm a Kissimmee boy. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so for me, uh, you know, it's important to give back to where I live. Yeah. You know, and we'll get, I guess, more into detail. Of <laughs> How why, that looks. Why, why I want to become a police officer. And, you know, <laughs> right. And that's one of, like, one of the first questions that everybody, you know, like, why do you want to be a police officer? So right. We'll definitely get into that. Don't you think, like, every, like, at some level, don't you think, like, all of us when we were kids, at, at some you level. want yes, everybody wanted to be a police officer, yeah. right? Yes. That's like the coolest yeah. job. Yes, it yeah. Is. When you're like five years old, you're like, mm-hmm. get me a badge, man. GI Joe's, yeah, and, and you know, yeah, military, all, all your Legos, the police Legos, and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. How about you? You've been here for a long time. So I've been here going on nine years now. Okay. I am originally not from Kissimmee. I'm from Orlando. I'm okay. From Pine Hills, actually, and just trying out the workforce. When I, when I tried to apply for different agencies back in 2000, 2012, 2009, okay. that's when the recession was going on. Okay. So I tried everywhere and ended up at KPD, and they, op- they opened me arms. Yeah. They, they embraced me really well. Here. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you grew up in Pine Hills. Yes, I did. See, this is one of the things that's come up <laughs> yes. a number of times that I find this, this is interesting. So I want to ask you about this. Okay, so I'm a – okay, let me ask you this. Is, do you think – KPD is a fairly diverse police department? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah? Without question. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Like, would you say it's, I mean, is it more, how is it? I don't know. Like, is it, is it fairly Hispanic? Is it fairly I mean, we actually mirror our community more than other police departments around here. Okay. So if you were to go on a call, I mean, even like with female officers, the other mm-hmm. day I went on a call out, a shooting, and at nighttime, I literally believe all cops, they were all females. And that yeah. really kind of shocked me. Yeah. You don't see that with different agencies. Okay, so it's diverse yeah. when it comes to male-female. Male-female. It's diverse when it comes to race. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I think that's a good it's thing. A, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's a very good thing. It's, and it, it, it makes me smile when I see that. Because you, when you see us all together, we really do look like a community yeah. compared to different agencies. So, I mean, I really do commend Chief Odell on trying to make sure that we do mirror our community. And everybody has, like, a specific talent, which is great. Okay. Because we just put all of our, you know, mindsets together, and it's... It's like a superhero type thing. Like, put our <laughs> minds together and boom, you know? So. It, it, so it's a pretty respectful environment. Absolutely. People, like, have you ever had an occasion, because I know we got to get into all this, but have you ever had an occasion where um, coworkers, and I don't want to overstate it, but hold each other accountable, encourage each other, like say, hey, man, I think we're, I think we've got to do better here. we got to do, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, especially high-risk incidents, we always have a debrief. We always talk about, you know, what can we do better? Okay. You know, uh, some deficiencies that to, to just improve because every situation we deal with in law enforcement is never the same. Right. So what can we do that if we do come into a situation where it's very similar, how can we better ourselves in that situation okay. in the future? Yeah. So. So, uh, why, so why do you, like, at what point do you know, like, you're, you're going along in life, at what point do you know, I want to go into law enforcement? You know, it, it was a little bit later for me. It wasn't initially, like, when I started going to college, hey, I, w- I want to become a law enforcement officer. My mom was a state trooper for 33 years. And okay, so it's in your blood. But, and I have a twin brother. He's an Orange County deputy now. He was in Seminole County. So, oh. yeah, so it was just in my blood. It was very natural. Okay. And just fell right into it, and I loved it. Yeah. In my case, it's, uh, 
I had a family friend, two family friends growing up. They were really close with my dad. Um, so I basically look at them kind of like uncles. And they were like, for me, I looked at, you know, growing up seeing them, they were like super cop for me, you know? Okay. You know, because they're the really active, you know, really fit type, you know, police officers. So, yeah. you know, growing up, I always had that in the back of my mind. Not necessarily like, you know, since early age, this is what I want to do. Right. But it's always like, it, it always interests me growing up. Yeah. And till finally, while going to college and getting my degree and all that, uh, working for the school board for one point, it's when it clicked. I'm like, you know what? I enjoy working with people. I think it's time for to me to go to law enforcement. Go into law enforcement. And and you know what? Initially, my mother she did not want me to be a cop. She been in it. No, oh no, she did not want me to. Me or my brother. She literally tried to sort, like, hey, do something else. Find this. Find Why that. do you think so? Because I just think she know the the difficultness of it, like from a day to day struggle. I mean, okay. this job is not always, you know. The job, like you're, you're always happy, you're smiling. It's not like that. You have you have very low moments. Yeah. And another thing too, from her being a black officer too, it's a different point of view too. Yeah. So that's another avenue why she was let me know I was getting to it for the right reasons and not just hey I think it's a cool career, but just hey just so you know this is what this career entails. It's gonna be a long career, so I'm gonna let you know what you get into. I've said this a number of times because we've been talking about some of the complicated issues that revolve around community now and policing and and the way we view policing i mean obviously all that's come up you guys aren't living under a rock you you, you're hearing all this daily and i've been saying maybe simplistically maybe it's just a stupid simplistic single shot answer but i've been saying hey i think that as police departments like kpd become diversified in a in a really healthy way and I, I don't know, we can talk about how we get there, yeah. all, all that kind of stuff. I don't really care. But if they are resemblance of the community, it just feels like that's a step in the right direction yes, it when it comes to trust in the community, mm-hmm. when it comes to reflecting community, and it comes to holding each other accountable on the on the issues that are so complicated today. Right. And and yeah. I, I look at the situation and I go, here you are coming out of Pine Hills. I almost mm-hmm. said Crime Hills. Pine Hills, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> Which is not a place where, like, yeah. the police are always celebrated. No, not at all. Not at all. And so I, I am interested in that. Like, how yeah. do you go, okay, I want to be a police officer? <laughs> it's, it's just a weird dynamic. It, yeah. It's totally weird. Because, I mean, and to be honest, the past couple of weeks have kind of made me remember why I got into this profession. Okay. I mean, I do want to be that person that when they see, hey, I actually do have someone who looks like me who's doing this job. Absolutely. And it kind of makes me want to, hey, they can relate to me and they can strive to, hey, I want to be better. I want to do this, too. Okay. So it, it really kind of reignited me of why I became a police officer these last couple of weeks. Yeah. And to be honest, it was, it was kind of tough at first being a black male at first. And, and you hearing this and I, I mean, some of your friends have certain point of views about it. It was, it was very difficult at right. first. But just, I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it really reminded me. So now it's been like. I don't know how many weeks, what, four weeks or whatever we've had. We have this thing with Floyd that goes down and it it has set off a chain of events yes. in our nation. That's crazy. So from your guys perspective, you you saw this in time with the public. What was your thoughts? Honestly, when I saw the video, I was disgusted. Yeah. You know, not only as a human being, yeah. as a person, but even in my profession, because at the end of the day, he was wearing a uniform. Yeah. And to be acting the way he did and, you know, do what he did, yeah, it's just mind-blowing to me. Yeah. I mean, what even gets me more, too, are the other officers that sat around and saw that, too. I was going to ask Absolutely. you that. I mean, from our from our training, especially KPD, we really do put in place that, hey, if you see something going on, you need to say something. It's 
it's something that obligated by. We have to say something. If I see, because another thing that people don't understand, like when we have a use of force, okay, if they escalate, we can escalate. But if they de-escalate, we're obligated to de-escalate too. At okay. that point in time, he de-escalated. So the police officer should have put their level down also too, which he did not do. So but, that's a specific training you go yes, through. Yes, we so do. you guys go through a specific training. Like, because I think the public doesn't understand yeah, this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We sit around and like we make these blanket statements like yeah. the police need to be retrained. And I'm like, we don't even know how they got trained. Yeah. Like, how yeah. much do you know about law enforcement? Yeah, so, I don't know anything. So for our agency, we have a peer intervention training that we do every year. Right. You know, so we're not only do we have a classroom session, but we actually have a practical where we're put in situations where you know, it's a scenario, Yeah. you know, where somebody's, you know, rights are being violated. And okay. we, as officers have to realize when another officer is doing wrong, you know, at that point, we need to step in and say, no, this is wrong. Step aside, go over here and handle the situation. Yes. You know, so this so, isn't even just like, like classroom training. This is no. like, hey, we're going to act out these scenarios. Yeah, we're going to practice yes. this. We're going to talk about this. There's absolutely. an expectation, Seth. Yes. I mean, and it, and it goes across the board. It doesn't matter if you're a supervisor, an officer, you know, community relations. It doesn't matter across the board. You know, you need to step in. That's our job. Well, I guess that's what does make what happened then so offensive. Yes. Is because you guys from the inside know, obviously, these guys had some training on this. Yeah. It's highly likely yeah. that they highly had likely. some training. Yeah, I don't know their yeah, name, what they're likely, yeah. Yeah, but you got to think. You got to think there's some standard across the board right. that th- these police departments are trying to reach, and so they obviously had some discussion, some training, and then to ignore all that, man, that was tough to yeah. watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and just and to be human when it comes down to it, I mean, <clears throat> what other human is going to put their knee on someone's neck? That just, yeah, yeah, wrong with so many levels. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, so is, do you think it's harder today? After all of this, to be a police officer, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, yeah. it changed quick, didn't it? I, yeah, I, like I said, my mother. She looked at me like I'm so glad I'm not getting into it now because there's right. no way she's I would retired. Get special, yeah, she's retired. Oh, she's loving she said, that. There's no way I would get into it now. Yeah. Like, good luck. That's what she said. <laughs> I think. I think as a as a person in the community, as a person that's not in law enforcement, I do worry about this. So I, I as a just a person in the community that's interested in the health and welfare of the entire community, I go. Hey, I'm wondering if the reaction now is undermining the potential for good people to go into law enforcement. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. are, 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 are there good people looking at law enforcement and going, oh, my gosh, this is a mess. I'm not getting into this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I worry about that. Like, as a, as, as a community person who wants the best for the community, I'm like, I want a, I want a safe community. Right. I want good people mm-hmm. on, the, on the police force. I want to make sure we're protected and that yeah. people have the right you know, and I just feel like today the target keeps like we keep moving the goalpost exactly. of what's good and bad, right and wrong for police. And I'm like, this worries me, you know, yeah. that we're going to end up some knuckleheads down the road who are the only ones that want to be in this. And good, well-meaning people are going to be skittish right. about getting into this. Yeah. Um, but then I also look at the other aspect. There's people probably looking at this like, you know what? I'm not going to allow that to happen again. And I'm going to okay. get into this profession. To make a change. And that's kind of what you mm-hmm. said. Yeah. I mean, you were like, hey, I wanted to get into this but, to set a... Because like, like I said, when I first saw all this going on, a couple weeks, I'm like, why in the world am I doing this? Like, I'm, I'm really doing this and people are mad at me. They're upset for something I didn't even do. Right. But then it really like a, a gut check. You have to think about it. Hey, this is why I got into it. I do want to make that difference. Yeah. So I think those type of people are the ones that we, we're going to be getting. The ones who really are in it to, for the correct reasons. Oh, okay. So you think maybe a refining a refining thing get down to the even the best of the best you would hope so 
<laughs> you I'm never praying. know. I'm praying. Okay. So after all this goes down, did you have a bunch of people reaching out to you immediately? Like Absolutely. reaching out to you and thinking about you guys yeah. and like yeah. going, hey, man. Is it is it your friends or is it people? It, what surprising, is it? like friends I've never spoken with in years are reaching out. Hey, I'm just praying for you. I'm thinking about okay. you. And even my brother said that too. If him being on the road, people are more receptive, and he actually got this a lot more than he has in the past. Like, hey, I'm praying for you. Can I come pray for you? Hey, um, thank you for your service. Stuff yeah. like that. So we are seeing the positive things on the streets from That's the great. ground level. We actually yeah. are. That's like I said, as an agency, we we see that. You know, we're so involved with our community. I mean, you know, there's I yeah. mean, we have. So many different meetings, you know, pastor meetings every other month, <laughs> yeah. with, you know, with the police department. Um, we have our neighborhood watch programs. Right. You know, we're dealing with the explore program that we have as well. Yeah. Dealing with the Boys and Girls Club. We're always constantly, you know, setting up basketball tournaments, football tournaments. So yeah. we're really, really involved as an agency with the community. So it makes us feel good to see that they see, yes, a tragic incident happened somewhere else. But here in Osceola County in Kissimmee, we're really good with our community, yeah. you know, and I think people here in Osceola County should see that, that yes, that what happened over there is bad, but re really see what's happening here. And we have something good here. Don't lose on. track of yeah. what is yeah. happening here in our own yeah. community. Exactly. Um, I, I think the thing that I worry about is that people forget that you guys are like real people and you're going yeah. out to do a, yes. an important job in our community. And let's not forget, um, you know, it was a, Let's not forget just a few years ago that we had two KPD officers that were shot and killed mm -hmm. here in this community. Mm -hmm. It's a dangerous job, mm -hmm. and we thank you for that. And I remember that night. I remember texting your wife, please tell me this is not JJ that night. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I remember being like, this is, yeah. this is crazy, right? So yeah. I think there's a portion of the public that doesn't forget that this is an extremely dangerous job, that we have nothing but honor and respect for you guys to do this. So all these discussions i worry that we forget that like there's like we talk about police like they're a group like right. they're a tribe separate from us but you guys are in the community you want what's yeah. best for our community just like we do absolutely yeah real people <laughs> yeah normal people we're real you can touch us you feel us we're not real <laughs> you know yeah but yeah absolutely and and i think we we as an agency we try to make that point you know we're human and clearly, obviously, with, with Chief Ordell, yeah. you know, taking initiative with the community leaders that we're not going to accept what happened with Floyd right. in our community. That's right. not going to it'll never happen. Yeah. You know, or you will be, you know, prosecuted, you know, if something were to happen like that. Wow. You know, so for us is is we take it to heart. Did you guys have like did did the police department have some sort of meeting after this and say, hey, guys, we know all this is going on. And was there a reminder like that, or was it just already the standard was already there? You knew that was already. There. I think as an agency, we know there because yeah. yeah. the training's in place. Mm -hmm. We 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 see what's going on on TV. Yeah, you know, we see the good that we do in our community as well. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and we're going to continue providing that service in our, in our community. Right. With everything going on, because that's our passion. Yeah. Is to make sure that we keep this community a good place to live, visit, and and work. Yeah. That's that's our mission. Let me ask you guys some specific questions, because I know there are people wanting me to ask you guys this. And so I just want your opinion. Um, you know, there's this big push right now. Like I was talking to one of my buddies up at Orange County, and there's this big push right now in certain cities and nationally to change some of the actual tactics that police use. And so one of those pushes was to uh, do away with all choke holds or in some cases, all restraint holds. And I was like, how do you do your How do you do your job with somebody mm -hmm. who's who's 
a menace or fighting or, or it, 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 and, yeah. and worry about am I if I crossed a line here yeah. because up until this time I was trained to do it a certain way. How, how do you do? How do you figure that out? I mean, just like I said, with our training of escalation and de-escalation, okay. it gets to a certain point when you're in a full-out fight. I mean, you're in a full-out fight. Okay. You're doing certain things. You're not worrying about, hey, I'm doing this. I can't do that. But when the situation is warranted and you have to downgrade your response, you are obligated to do that. So okay. it just, it's that type of metrics that what we're trained, we just naturally do it. Yeah, and, and, and it's just like repetition. You keep doing it over and over and over. Yeah. And it just becomes yeah. muscle memory at that point. So. You are know, you worried they'll overreact, though, nationally? Are you worried that we'll overreact and put restrictions in place that will make your job harder? Yes, that is, I mean, I, I'm worried about that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it does not get to that point, but yes, I am worried about that. I'm worried about that. I, I'm worried about both sides. Yeah, right. I worry about p- police officers who would abuse their power. Yeah. I get it. Because I it's still it. like, I mean, it's always good to go back and look at our policies and practices and just refresh things that are, aren't working and, you know, reemphasize on things that are working. Yeah. So it's always good yeah. to always just have a review of, of police policies. Right. And our training department, too, they, they, they review all that and okay. see, okay, what can we do different, you know, as far as tactics, taking, you know, an individual down on the ground, you know, restraining them, stuff like that. What, what can we do different to, to prevent from a Floyd happening, yeah, you know, yeah, um, to an extent. So it's again, it's always re re looking at all of our policies and procedures and making sure that you know what we have in place is working. And if a change need to happen, then I like that attitude. I, I, I like so mm-hmm. you almost approach it from the attitude is here at KPD. We are con- we're constantly in review. Constantly, there's Absolutely. not a sense of like we've figured it out. You no, know, the policies not. from ten years ago will always work no. today. You guys are you guys are looking at. The, the way, the interactions, the reviews, the mm-hmm. science behind all this and going, hey, if we may need to make changes, we'll make changes. Right. And, and the good thing about for what our agency is, it could be just the regular patrol officer that sees something in a policy and can bring it up to their staff and say, hey, you guys might want to look into this. Maybe we could do this different or do that. And it, it'll get reviewed all the way up. And if changes need to be made, there'll be a revision that we will have to reread the policy yeah. and sign off on it. Yeah. So... That's the great part about our yeah. agency is that we're constantly looking at what could we do to better yeah. our agency. I, and I, I, I hesitate to ask you this, but I want to ask you this, and, and, and only you can, you can respond to how you, I mean, respond in the way that you feel is most appropriate for this. But you've seen this latest case in Atlanta. Like, I'll tell you my response. Mm-hmm. And no, people are not going to like this response, but whatever. <laughs> I'll tell you my response. You tell me your response from yep, law enforcement. Absolutely. Let's see if they're different. I look at the Atlanta case, and I'm like, Man, okay, this this the, the guy's he's obviously intoxicated. He's in the he's in the drive-through. He's it, the police appeared very very respectful and like yeah. in, engaged him in a in a very like, you know, respectful way in my right. opinion. It went bad. This guy's assaulted now two police officers. He's wrestled one of their tasers away and he I get that he's he's running, but now he's like, I mean, this is this, it's a pretty intense situation, yeah. and he's pointed a taser at the police officer. And I look at this, and I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I get that we paint with this big brush that all this yeah. has gone on, but I, I, I do worry that we we're, the overreaction here has not allowed us to see that, that there's some neg- really negative stuff that as that these guys tried to do right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I worry that we're missing all that. I mean, these guys are now, we got guys fired, we've got police chiefs mm-hmm. stepping down, and we've got, like, do you guys look at that and go, I don't know, maybe that's an overreaction? Uh, 
Somewhat, but I mean, when someone do lose their life, you really want to make sure that you look over all the details leading okay. up to that with the fine comb. So, I mean, as far as the investigation has to has to be taking place. Okay. And then one of the biggest things that you have to think about is what was the officer's point of view? Right. What were, what were they looking at? What were they fearing at that point? Right. Because we can look at the video and see what we saw. But it's still, once you do your investigation, figure out exactly. It's bigger yeah. than this, those it, one video. Just that one, one video, The yes. one cell phone video yes. or whatever, yeah. too, yeah. There might be yeah. more going on as we yeah. get into the... Yeah, and then you got to take into all the factors. I mean, he was one in the raid. Was he running towards the officer? So, I mean, yeah. once you put all that up, then you can make your determination. Yeah. I just worry that we lump all these things in together. Because things can happen so quick on the job. Absolutely. You see how, how quick it everything's all peaceful, and next thing you know, I mean, you're in a fight for your life. It's yeah. just like that. I mean, and that thing happened quick. And then yeah. while you're in the middle of your fight for life, you got to think about, okay, I can't do this, I can do this, do that. It's, I mean, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. So talk to me about um, how would you define, because everybody talks about this term, how would you define community policing? Because I hear that all the time. We need better community policing. I'm yeah, like, you okay, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is that? What does that look like? Do you think we're doing but, it? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> curious to hear what, what other people actually, what, what comments, yeah, what, 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 what yeah. did they say they feel what community policing is? You know, is we've, we've only I'm talked curious. about it a little bit. For me, let me, let me just say what for me. For me, I think when the community as a whole um, feels like the police and the community are on the same page and there's trust, mm -hmm. I feel like that's what we're talking about. I just don't know how we practically get there, right? I feel, I feel like everybody knows it's, uh, you ever heard that, like, this is horrible off topic, but you ever heard people describe, you know, they say, uh, you know, it's hard to define what porn is, but I know it when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's yeah. the same way here. It's like, yeah. I, I don't know how we get there and I don't know how to describe it, but I know it when I feel it. Mm -hmm. And I, and I know when I feel like there's trust and there's, yeah. I, there's a sense of unity. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but how do you guys look at it? Do you guys? Well, I, I would say probably half of my career, I was actually yeah. part of the problem oriented policing unit, which is our community relations squad. Okay. Um, uh, back before chief Odell, uh, we have chief Iwanski. She decided right. to bring back the community relations squad. So I, I was one of the, basically founders at that point okay. uh, to be part of the group. And our biggest thing was that, you know, we started from fresh and we knew that we had to start building these relationships with our community because then the day we can't do this all by ourselves. Right. You know, this, I always look at, I always look at police in the community as, you know, it takes a village to, to raise a child. Yeah. It's not just the police. We need the cooperation and help of the public business owners, you know, church leaders. Yeah. It's everyone. So this how would you do it? Would you, is it just, is it as simple as just going to meet with these people? So we would get on bicycles. I remember this. Yes. I remember this. Cause I would see you all the time. Yeah. We, yeah, would ride, yes, we would ride, yes, we would ride on bicycles <laughs> right. and we would make it a point that we would go everywhere on a bicycle because it's more, you can be able to relate with someone. And now right. you're not in a vehicle. You don't have the windows up. Now, right. now you can actually see who I am and just go, make contact with people and just okay. talk to them. Hey, I'm officer, you know, Padilla, yeah. you know, I'm new in this area, new in this community here. Um, you know, tell me about it. How's, how's it going? You know, tell me about your community. And yeah. that's, you start talking and building those, start relationships. Building those relationships. Yeah. I mean, another thing we used to have, but we actually still do have our community contacts. Okay. So every night when you're patrolling, you, your beat you actually, you can check out on a community contact, which you'll go to a Seven Eleven. you just talk to someone you're driving through a neighborhood, someone's walking their dog, you put your windows down, actually wave and talk to them. Hey, how are you doing? Are you doing all right? I'm Officer So-and-so. You introduce yourself to them. Okay, so that's interesting. So you're saying 
that's actually like a strategy, like yes, a plan. We, like we, you're we saying, plan you're in a meeting, you're like, hey guys, we want you to have so many community contacts tonight. Make sure you're talking to people. Make sure you're interacting with people. Yep, There's exactly. like a thoughtful process exactly. of like, hey, pick your spots to have a conversation and yep. build a relationship. And they typically like you to do it in your area that you patrol because you'll be the best person to, um, if anything does happen, hey, I know so-and-so lives here. I know that person's not supposed uh, to be here. So it kind of coincides with both. I mean, helping right. crime and helping community relationships. Right. At the same time. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So then it's like those relationships are in place. When something goes down, it's a lot easier to have a conversation and go, hey, man, we need your help. Yes. Yeah. A lot easier. Talk to me about this. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys ever been in a uh, situation you thought was life threatening? Multiple times. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're like a dummy. What yeah, are you talking multiple about? Multiple times. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, you always revert back to your training. Okay. You know, um, at least that's I'm yeah. sure a lot of, a lot of us think that way. Yeah. You know, um, it's why we do things a certain way as far as tactic wise. Right. To kind of put us in a position. So where we're not vulnerable and put out there where we can actually get hurt. Or killed. Right. Right. Yeah. When we actually do try to make contact with someone, it's actually a strategy that we put, we make up, we always make a plan. Hey, we're going to do this. You do that. And it's more thought out than what most people think. So, Right. But, I mean, the most dangerous ones that you really can't plan for as much are, like, like the traffic, traffic stops, stops or the domestics. Those are the ones you really can't. I mean, yeah. things, when they go bad, they can go bad very quickly. Yeah, those, I, that, those are the first two things in my mind. There's, there's, there's no point. control. Domestics you, there, and traffic no, stops. Yeah. Are there's like, no control on it. Yeah. Every, every situation mm-hmm. in, our, in our profession is different. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's not, like, a prescribed. You no. wake up every day, it's a new. Mm-hmm. You never know. I, I worry about, like, how the aftermath of this, too, with people getting emboldened to be defiant towards law enforcement, yes. especially when traffic stops. Cause that's yes. gotta be one of the hardest parts of your job. And now you're pulling people over and it's like, Hey man, license and registration. They're like, I'm not giving you my life. Yeah. I mean, there's this like immediate adversity. Like we are on two different teams. And, right? and I know for us as an agency, you know, we have our policy that we have to introduce ourselves and tell people why we're pulling them over. Is that, know? is that a standard here or is that a standard nationally? Um, I know it's our standard, yeah. and I'm okay. sure a lot of agencies are ado- adapting to that because, I mean, nine out of ten times, what is the first thing somebody gets pulled over? Why are you pulling me over? Yeah. Well, then explain Do you to have them. to do that, though, or is that just something you're doing out of, like— No, our, we're, our, per policy, we have to tell yeah, people. Yeah, but I'm saying that's yeah. po- is, is that there's a difference between policy and, like, constitutional rights. Like, mm-hmm. is that a constitutional right, or are you saying, hey, if, as, a, as a police department, we're trying to do a de-escalation techniques where we know if we start off— with, hey, this is the reason why we're pulling you over. Can't have your license and registration. We're taking a step in their direction, like to, you know what I'm saying, to make that relationship. Or is that just like their legal right? I yeah, don't know. Yeah, you have to identify yourself and tell them why you pulled them over. You oh, have, okay. You have to. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I didn't know that. I just, I just you, figured. You just thought that would be yeah. like policy-wise? <laughs> you have to, you have to. <laughs> I figured you guys just being nice. Yeah. All right, so you, you're, you, the policy is, hey, we, we pull you over and we say, hey, um, this is why we're stopping you. You got a taillight out. You didn't signal. You're, you're going too fast. Slow down your knucklehead or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And then that process starts. Yeah. Yes. What if the person is just like so defiant? Like, what do you do? But, but I mean, when, when you think about it, we're the only ones there that have a duty to be professional. So, I mean, you have to be. Okay. You have to be professional at all times. Right. And one thing that I would say to people, even officers and people getting pulled over, just put yourself in the other person's shoes. Okay. As far as that person being pulled over, why do you think 
they're yelling at me. Why do I think? Maybe because they had a previous bad experience. Okay. So from my standpoint, I'm going to try and make this the best experience for them by getting pulled over, trying to make them more comfortable, more at ease. Nice. From that point, that's my point of view. Right. Yeah. I've had some um, – <laughs> I had a really good experience. I don't know who it was. I wish I, I, wish I had gotten his badge number because I had a really good experience with a KPD officer. I, I had, it's so tempting to, to not – to not take that ride out of here and go across the median. And I was in a hurry one day and I did that. I went around the median of the church and he pulled me over and he had seen that I was coming from the church parking lot. And he goes, do you go to the church? And I go, yeah. And he goes, are you the pastor? And I go, yeah. And he goes, he just shook his head and he was like, man, come on. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's very tempting. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. yeah. I always had a, I've had a good experience there so far. But is there, is there ever moments where it's just like you're having a bad day, where it's like you really got to bear down absolutely. to get through this? Everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Again, back to I'm human. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. Um, you know, and and you know, Pastor, we see, so, we we deal with so much and see so much and. Right. When you're out there and, and, and patrol, you know, we're responding to different calls, right. calls for service to provide to, to our community. So we can go from from one call where it's dealing with the death of a child wow. to now I have to deal with a domestic violence incident to then have to go deal with an individual in a traffic stop to then now we're dealing with a barricaded subject. So you just never know what you're getting into. So as a profession, it, it can get a little bit overwhelming emotionally wise, but you have to remember we have a duty and we have to serve our community. So whatever you do with that incident, you dealt, you dealt with it. Now let's move on yeah. and provide better service to the next person. Yeah. You shouldn't, you know, just because you're um, upset of a situation, you know, at one incident, you shouldn't carry that over to the next one. Cause this may be the first time this person ever dealt with a, a police officer. Right. And here you're emotional. And now they're looking at it like, what's going on, you yeah. know? Um, and, and for them, they can, that could be their bad experience. Yeah. You know, and that's what we don't want as an agency. Yeah. Brent, are you married? No, I'm not. No? Okay. Do you think, I mean, I know your wife has a very different view on this because she's been in law enforcement. So she has a much more realistic view. Um, but you're working with guys whose spouses aren't, they're not, they're not married. Or are they, they are married, but they have mm-hmm. spouses that have more than law enforcement. Do you see... Um, after all of these these last couple of weeks, it's been so intense. Do you see uh, the stress that has taken place in other officers' homes and their relationships and, and their marriages and stuff? It's got to put a lot of stress. Like if you're the spouse and you're sending your husband out and you, yeah. and you know the environment they're right. in or the mm-hmm. wife, it, you, know, you got to feel mm-hmm. like, oh, gosh, it's got to be crazy. Right. And it's going back into it like all your family members are always continuously checking up on you all the time. Hey, are you doing okay tonight? Okay. Just let, let me know if you're good. Like, yeah. I mean, they're continuing checking. A that's, lot more than normal. Support system. A lot more. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's good to have your support system so in place. So everybody bears down a little bit harder yeah. in times like these. And it's very yeah. encouraging for, for us, too. It really yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Even I mean, it might be a simple thank you or something, but it really does mean a lot to us. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, okay, so tell me the last couple of things. Tell me about how how you felt the the protests went here in Kissimmee, how you felt like from my perspective, looking in, I thought it was huge success. Like I look at it and I go, it appears as if the politi- from Facebook, right? Yeah. From yeah. Facebook. <laughs> it appears as if the political leaders, yeah. the, the police, uh, you know, um, administrators and the law enforcement and then business owners. Absolutely. It, it felt like in with the situation, the way it was that we had, a really positive outcome. With Absolutely. That. 
Yeah, you felt the same way? Yeah, yeah, and I believe that has to do with the community policing that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, Chief Odell does a really, really good job with community and policing. I mean, he doesn't just talk it. He actually does it. Every time I go to all the events, he's all, he literally knows everyone there. Right. And this situation, I think, kind of helped him out because he was able to make some phone calls once we figured out there was a, a protest here. And like, hey, why don't we march alongside of you guys? Yeah. And we were able to negotiate that. And actually, that into something very nice. Yeah. Like, really, really nice. I agree. I think that I think that we see signs here of some unity that we don't see in other. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, we do. Yeah. But I think that goes back to all yeah. these other factors. Diversity. I think it goes it, back to the way it's managed, the way it's led, the whole deal. Yeah. 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 The trickle down. Yeah. The trickle down from the top about yeah, how we're getting through this. Um, what do you, I don't want to get you into trouble, but what do you see as the differences between the way KPD handles things and the way Osceola handles things? <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe that's, not the, that's such we, a bad question we, for you guys. There's no way you can we, answer we, that. We not both control. are professional. Okay. Both okay. Are professional. <laughs> that's good. I just see be, because the area is smaller and because the force, I just see an intensity there you know, that it, can't be reproduced in the it county. It allows yeah. us to be closer. Yeah. Okay. Because coming from my brother, he works for a police department and a sheriff's office, and he knows that himself too. Also, so like a police department tend to be smaller. You're closer together. You have more of a community bond. Okay. Sheriff's offices are bigger. They cover yeah. bigger ground. So, I mean, it's not as much as a police department, but they still do have it at Osceola. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I worry about um, the whole defund the police movement. Yeah. Like this whole thing. I, I'm like, I'm probably a little bit on the other end. I'm like, I think the police might be underfunded. Like, yeah. I'm a little worried. Yeah, right. that, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you worried mm-hmm. about that? I don't think for our community. Okay. Um, maybe for other agencies, other agencies in on across the United States, but I, I don't think that's that's the solution. Right. Yeah. If anything, like you said, you know, provide more money so we can have more programs in place with the community. Right. Yeah. Do you guys? One of the big things behind the defund the police, a lot, a lot of the nuanced discussion is around the and you've alluded to this, kind of the, the shotgun deal, the shotgun approach to all of these calls you have, domestic yes. violence calls. You, got, you, you guys are talking about, hey, you know, we, we've dealt with a guy holding somebody hostage recently. Like, that's a, I mean, <laughs> like a I mean, wide variety it, of what, what it seems like, if someone calls 911 and right. we don't know quite who to handle it, send the police, they'll figure it out. Right. And that's kind of what we've become. Right. You, like the default setting to all of yes. these problems. Yes. You've got to be like psychiatrist, mm-hmm. uh, law enforcement. All the above. Counselors. Counselors, everything. Yeah. You do I, it all. I have to be able to tell someone how to raise their kids. And I don't even have kids. So I'm like, I'm going to tell you how to raise your kids. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go from all kinds of stuff. You're, like, you're yeah. a subject matter expert in everything. You right. Yeah. Right. The do you, are, there, are there trainings and, and uh, discussions and... Uh, education that you guys are going through that are helping you address these different issues? Or are you kind of winging it sometimes? Um, we have uh, advocates in our department. Okay. Um, we have uh, Carmen Vargas is huge when it comes to domestic violence. So she kind of tackles that uh, when it comes to domestic violence. So any any domestic violence incidents or questions, she's a go-to person to go to. So, to ask, okay, so let's go like through that. it specifically. You get, you get a call. It's a domestic violence call. You got a husband and wife, whatever. There's violence in the home. 
do you call her then? You deal with it and then uh, deal with it in the moment. Somebody's going to jail. Somebody's getting taken out of the home. And then you follow up with Carmen? Yeah, it, it depends on the situation. Most okay. of the time, that's how it takes place. Um, she'll okay. follow up with the victim and, and see if there's any other services that you know we can provide for her right. uh, along with other uh, organizations, nonprofits, right. uh, to be able to get him or her uh, back on, on their feet. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But you get, I mean, it's got to be. It, it's so much training. I mean, and if we were able to do all the training, all the stuff we would have, we would literally be doing training all day, every day. That's what we would be doing. We train enough as it is. When, and you, hear, still be. when you hear, like, just normal people who don't know your life and what you're going through and your job say, oh, the police need to be retrained, do you just kind of laugh and yeah, just I'm say, like, like, we, we if tra- you only knew? Train yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we train a lot. <laughs> A lot. We yeah. train a lot, at least for our agency. Um, yeah. And it's important. Yeah. Because we want to provide, uh, again, if we put in a situation, we're going to revert back to our training. So why not? Right. I mean, that's a good goal for our agency. Our staff want us to be one of the highly trained agencies in the state. Okay. So that's one of their goals, too. Okay. Do you guys have your own SWAT? Yes, we do. Yeah. You guys ever We're serve? both part of it. We're you both guys, part of SWAT. Oh, yeah? We, we literally just got called out last night. Yeah. That's why we're probably dragging yeah. right now. <laughs> in, in, in my mind, that's even another layer of training, like another Correct. layer of, yes. of service to yeah. our community, right? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Do, you know, one of the big things that's under review right now are these no-knock warrants. Do yep. you guys, what are you guys' thoughts on that? We don't do them. Okay. Yeah, we, we don't do them. Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. typically, I mean, when you go to someone address, what we Try, try to do all the time is actually announce ourselves. We actually knock on the door and we'll announce ourselves before we enter. Okay. Give the, opportun- the opportunity person come to the door, open it, and right. you know, play some handcuffs and yeah. go through the whole process. Right. Yeah, but yeah, we don't do that. Yeah. Well, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I, I understand you know, maybe some of the thinking behind the no knock warrants, yeah. but it makes sense to me that the 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 road you guys have taken here yeah right the 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 way you guys are handling this you ever had one go bad (laughs) i I can think of recently not 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 since i've been no i mean really Mm -mm. were there situations where we're like "Mm, this could have gone really bad okay it kind of goes back to what what we mentioned is you know we kind of do a debrief and say hey what could we done to better ourselves you know yeah there's there's there were situations but it's part of the training. It's part of learning. That's where it's like yeah. minor things that might have gone bad, but yeah. nothing big nothing and whole, big, no. no. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. why we train so hard. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's, we train really good. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we, we train so much, so kind of when we get there and execute it, it's kind of like, oh, this is I mean, We've it's, done it's, this. It's kind of like this. We've done this. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's to the point where <laughs> I don't even need to speak to Brandon. And, and like, I, I can just you look at each him other's and yep. I can feel what, what if he's going to go left, right, you know, whatever he's going to do, I can kind of feel. Wow. It's almost like an orchestra. Right? Yeah, we it's, practice before we it's a there. vibe, believe yeah. it or not, that we, mm-hmm. we practice so much that, yeah. you know, and train that we kind of just feed off each other. I was yeah. talking to one of my friends up at um, Orlando uh, for Orange County um, Sheriff's Office, and he was saying, you know, one of the things that's hurt him the most in the aftermath from the whole, you know, the, the protesting the riots and everything is, is that he looks back on his career and he said to me, and I'm paraphrasing, he said, one of the proudest moments in my career was the arrest of an officer that we believe was out of control. And I thought that was, yeah. I thought I, that was I, powerful. I, that. I was like, I hey, that's, that. Yep. that makes sense to me. And he was very honest. I mean, he was yeah. like almost to the point of tears. He's like, he's like so to, to tell me that there's this 
blue line that will protect exactly. things that are illegal yeah. um, is not my experience. No. And he was like, hey, we, we take pride in making sure our standards are high. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, f- from a lot of people, when they talk about the blue wall and stuff of that matter, hey, we protect each other. I'm going to be honest with you. Hey, if we see someone crossing that line, we want them more than you do. Like, yeah. We want them not to be in this profession. Because it reflects on them. It all. makes Absolutely. us all look bad. Yeah. So, I mean, that idea of, of that blue, no, it's, I mean, trust me, we want them out more than you because yeah. it makes me look bad in the long run. Yeah, that makes sense. Guys, thank you for coming in today. We appreciate mm-hmm. you guys sharing with us. And I just want to say that um, I know that it would be easy in all of this emotion to characterize you guys and treat you like you're not human, but we thank you for doing the service in our community. We want to work alongside you. And if there's ever any way that we can link arms and do that, we're here for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, this was great. You, yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank Appreciate you. you. Love Appreciate you. Mean it. it.